Welcome one and all to the sixth episode of the Shillong Saga. This is Anithi Gupta and today we'll continue our chat with Mr. Roshan Farhan. I remember the first weekend when Footsteps started, you know, it was pretty tough to manage the academic schedules plus the activities that used to happen in the evening during Footsteps. Uh, so, and this is one common breeding ground for the next set of management leaders and business leaders for the country as well. Uh, so I think uh, the learning was immense, right? We were, I think, a team of six or seven student council members. So even though you guys, of course, have a, have a better campus infra-wise, I still take solace in the fact that we had much more fun in the older campus. Okay. <laughs> Coming on to that legacy trek and the trip of the Northeast, uh, I believe you are someone who loves traveling. So, uh, was I am Shillong the perfect place for you to quench your thirst for serendipity? And do you have any special memory during your travels that you'd like to share? Yeah, so I think I had a lot, a lot of, so I had a lot of good friends, right, uh, in Shillong, uh, who were not necessarily part of I am Shillong, who were either studying or working outside in the city. And I used to travel with them a lot, right? I traveled to Jawai, Dauke, Cherapunji. My most favorite spot to travel to most of the time was uh, uh, in Cherapunji. There was a place called Saimika. I'm sure a lot of you might know that place. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a small resort. Uh, and and it's literally in the middle of nowhere, right? It's very serene, very peaceful. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to Meghalaya, even now, I make it a point to visit that place, Saimika, and I kind of just be there. Uh, so I think that's probably my most favorite spot to be in Meghalaya or by the oh. campus. Uh, take a road trip with a go for a breakfast, come back in the afternoon, or probably stay back for a night and kind of just <clears throat> have a relaxing, uh, good time with close friends. So that was very, very special. Uh, otherwise, I think I used to kind of attend a lot of uh, social events uh, in Shillong itself, be it a rock concert or be it like, say, like a DJ night. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of DJ nights happening right now in Shillong because of all these COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. But back then, I think the nightlife was not bad, not as good as <laughs> Or a, or a Bangalore, yeah. uh, but it was pretty special. So, it's a good, lot of good times, right? Uh, so, of course, to answer your question, Saimika and Cherapunji was a very special place to go and travel all the time. But otherwise, uh, you know, in the ground, mm-hmm. long Okay. Um, so, so you've been someone who's done multiple hats throughout your life. So, was entrepreneurship the culmination of all of those experiences, or was it a eureka moment for you? I think the first one, I'll give you a real example, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. like a first story. So, so, initially, when I wanted to start off, my parents were super apprehensive and super concerned, right? They probably thought I was taking the wrong road and probably I should stick to corporate or maybe even better appear for a UPSC and stick mm-hmm. to, you know, like a government job. But I was very clear and this kind of clarity developed in those IM Shillong days. So, you know, back in, and I remember speaking to IM Shillong recently, yesterday itself. Uh, so in 2012, when I was graduating out from my, my undergrad in IT culture, right, I was very clear that I don't want to pursue a career in software development or computer science, right? Mm-hmm. I knew you know management was my calling, or let's say doing something of my own was my calling. But I was not very sure itself, you know, करना क्या मुझे कैसे करना है किसके साथ करना So I am was the, that that two years in I was very very kind of uh, uh, you know uh, in a way uh, sense of. Uh, understanding oneself that I really want to pursue entrepreneurship. So when I was graduating away from my Shillong, I wanted to start up from day zero, right? Just after yeah. I graduated. So I had the EY job offer that is almost saying no to EY. Uh, but of course, there's another story. I joined, ended up joining EY. Uh, that space is 
advice that I got from a lot of mentors. But uh, I think it's a culmination of all those efforts. I remember, you know, when I used to go and tell my dad, "Hey, I'm making all these networks. I know this guy is, and he helped me." So my dad used to always ask me, "Why are you making those networks? You should just kind of network within the same company you're working in, so that you work for the next promotion, guys." <laughs> and I used to always have this set of debates with my parents that, "Hey, you know, that someday this will all culminate, right? That someday." Yeah. And I told him that I don't know how it will culminate, but it will culminate. Right? That was my, uh, you know, thought process. And that's what even Steve Jobs says, right? In, in, looking back you can connect the dots but if you are right now at this point of time you can't connect the dots looking forward uh but yeah so that's so that's why I always have this constant debate with my parents that hey uh this one day this will all culminate and thankfully fortunately and of course uh you know I've been you know <laughs> fortunate enough uh yeah. that uh, entrepreneurship mostly was a culmination of all the things that I've done in the past Yeah, I think that's a, uh, as a current MBA student, I agree. We get to know ourselves a lot during MBA. Absolutely. One advice that I would, of course, like to share with a lot of the uh, young students that, that mm-hmm. are in IIMs right now, be it IIM Shillong or other IIMs, is that I think what we do, or the, I think the culture that I've seen in some campuses uh, uh, across the country, is that uh, it's too academic focused, right? And even when you yeah. enter a job, be it, you know, let's say a consulting company or a marketing company. uh you just get kind of very narrowly focused on your own domain of work and your own team and you just think that hey i should just network within the team and the boss and kind of really impress them and get some good work done and get a promotion right so we always fighting for the next promotion or the next appraisal or maybe at the mind the next shift to another company that you just kind of looking mm-hmm. at the next set of percentage incremental getting the salary but i think the, for me i didn't really associate with that thought process there's no right way about it right so i think everyone has done it well might i did not really kind of think think kind of Sync up with that thought process. So my thought process was I learn as much as possible from different people from different domains, and of course, also be pretty good at my own domain as well, right? Uh, so thankfully, in consulting, I did pretty well, right? I got uh, the top award in EY consulting the first year into consulting, right? I was in the top twenty-five consultants across EY India, mm-hmm. uh, across the consulting practice. Uh, Deloitte also got a lot of awards as well. So I, I maintained the baseline performance, of course, in consulting, but I made the point to go beyond uh, as well. Wow. So the yeah. advice is this, right? Uh, make sure that you open up to possibilities and pursue passion areas, even though that don't they don't necessarily kind of add to your academic grades or let's say your next appraisal. Mm-hmm. And you never know how those things or activities or passions really shape your future for the better. Okay. In one of your interviews, sir, you've mentioned entrepreneurship is not a smooth road. It has lots of ups and downs. We need to be really rooted to the ground and focused on the problem we are solving. Which got me thinking: as a young entrepreneur, what challenges did you face, and how did you deal with them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, uh, entrepreneurship or starting up is really tough, right? So even when I was starting up, uh, there was so many, uh, you know, so many uh, times where I was really confused about what I was, should do or what I was doing or whether the direction I was taking was correct. Now, thankfully, uh, and it's something I also talk about a lot. I had the right set of mentors, right, and they really guided me in these points of time where I was kind of really uh, apprehensive and confused. So it's really tough, right? Uh, and whatever uh, limited success you see with GoBillion, of course, is a culmination of a lot of uh, effort, and not just of me, right? But the team that I had, uh, uh, you know, with me was the, you know, the singular reason why we have had this limited success till now, uh, or let's say going forward. Uh, but uh, initially, of course, there were two, three things that are case, right? Number one was I was still in a corporate job, and I had a, you know, financial loan on me because of my I have education. I had to clear this mm-hmm. off. And if you're starting up, you don't get funding right away, right? And I don't come from a business family where I understand business from scratch. Uh, so it, it took some time to you know really be absolutely sure that hey, financially and you know mindset-wise, I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah, and then of course, yeah. jump full time in 2020. Uh, you know, after moving away from Lloyd, 
the initial first six months are pretty tough right uh, mm. in terms of really understanding the uh, business in terms of getting people to trust you right so let's say because we are in e-commerce social commerce we need sellers and suppliers who provide goods to you right mm. now typically uh, in any business you work on getting the trust of like legacy businesses is very tough So yeah. I really started a lot. I was on the ground all the time, meeting people, meeting customers, meeting vendors, and all that. There have been so many times when I used to go and <coughs> procure the items, go and deliver them myself, and of course that was a way to get get real customer data as well. So the mm-hmm. first three four months were tough, right? And of course your parents are also very concerned that hey, whatever the step I am taking is it the right one and all that. <laughs> and of course funding is not as easy to track, right? You have to kind of yeah. show significant growth. Or you have to be on a couple of uh, select campuses, let's say IIME or IIT Delhi, to get easy access to funding, uh, because you know the alumni are already there, right? So I, if I have to really structureize the problems at least, one was uh, uh, the financial challenge, right? If you are coming on board to a startup, which means you have zero initial cash flow to your bank account and everything is going from your savings itself to fund mm-hmm. the business. The fin- financial position of you know, firstly, was a big challenge, right? Because I was funneling all my savings to the, to the business itself, and I was not mm. earning a penny back initially. Uh, and of course, I had to rearrange my lifestyle to aware, you know, so that I can also be cost-effective with my savings. So that's one. Secondly, mm. I think the societal pressure as well, right? So let's say if I'm going to any family event or if I'm meeting relatives, they'll be asking me, "Hey, are you going to do this? Or do you think you should go back to a job?" Or let's say parents being questioning you initially that, "Hey, do you think?" <clears throat> how many months more do you want to kind of practice and all that so that societal pressure is also very significant right? and that's one of the main reasons why so many promising entrepreneurs i know don't start up early right and by the time they kind of get that conviction that i should have started up early it's too late and i was very keen that i will not really care about what other people say right i know what i'm doing and i'll end up doing so i was very clear and i told my parents in conference that hey you know you give me a year of time and i will make sure that i get uh, things done what i would really aspire to do Uh, and I don't really care about what other people say. So that that sense of self confidence you need, right? It's difficult to kind of keep that momentum going all the time with all these ups and downs. But you have to really kind of become like a machine in your head. Yeah. And thirdly and lastly, I think, uh, and this is the m- most important thing as well, right? Getting people to believe in you to join your team, right? And with, with either as a co-founder or the initial set of founding members, right? So if you are small and if you haven't got funding, or let's say as, as we do now, like a Y Combinator tag, it's difficult to get inspire people to on this journey as well. Now I was fortunate because initially when we started the office, an incredible set of interns from IIM Shillong and a bunch of other campuses like IIT Guwahati, IIT Bombay, as well, who really believed in the mission uh, of what we're trying to do. And I, I always say this a lot, right? This is at its core, Gopalian is almost like IIM Shillong. Uh, Shillong's product itself, because so many smart minds from IIM Shillong really kind of visualize. What we are doing right now. Uh, so there were so many guys from PGP 18 batch who graduated last year. With my initial set of interns, worked very closely with me and my co-founder in shaping how Cobillion came about, and have consistently had I am still long interns. So I think <clears throat> that's why I am very very clear that whatever success we had is one of the strongest reasons is I am still long. You know, students were part of this journey as well, and that way I'm really really humbled as well. Yep. Okay. Is there any piece of advice that you might have from your experience for someone who's just starting out or dreaming to start their own venture someday? Yeah, so I think apart from the three points that I mentioned, right, the financial challenges and how do you kind of mitigate that, the societal mm-hmm. pressure and how you mitigate that, mm-hmm. and lastly, find the pain. So that those are three points you'll face, issues you'll face from day zero, right? But like the most important takeaway is this, right? If you have an idea, you go and execute that idea. 
uh, in the sense and this is the probably the most simplest advice and i used to get this all the time i couldn't understand the importance of this so let's say if i have an idea of doing uh, x right or if i see there's a market need for a service x yeah. now typically what we do is we keep on thinking about it and brainstorming about it and talking to friends about it but we don't do anything about it so the next step i if i tell an entrepreneur is you go and do a market research talk to customers and talk to customers in your friend circle right talk to you like a cousins and let's say your elders or talk to you like batchmates and understand is this a problem they are willing to pay or uh, for a service or willing to just use the services of these right so talk to customers and talk to vendors if possible if that is required as well and get that initial market data in to kind of solidify your hypothesis mm-hmm. and then you go and launch it right uh, even if you have the world's best idea if you don't execute on the ground in a very small way it's it's worthless right and that's what yc teaches us you have to execute right there's no good luck or bad luck in business whoever executes first and whoever executes well wins a game right uh, so the only advice is don't wait for funding don't wait for a co-founder uh, just go and validate your hypothesis on the ground with your target customer mm-hmm. and then kind of solidify a product around it and if it's a real market need investors will invest and you will get the right team to back you up Oh, I'm sure that would be super helpful to all the budding entrepreneurs out there. Um, it was wonderful talking to you, Mr. Roshan. Um, here's my last question for you: Shillong is famous for a lot of things, clouds, mountains, culture. What do you remember Shillong for? And any one place you'd recommend the current batch to visit? Absolutely. I think the one place I recommend Shillong, uh, the one big thing I remember Shillong for is this long-lasting friendships. Right? If I have to really kind of capture Shillong in one word, it's like lifelong friendships. The friends that I made in Shillong, whether in campus, outside campus, are still my friends now, and I know they'll be still my friends ten years down the road. Right? So Shillong for me was absolutely about friendships and and really kind of getting people mm. for the rest of my life. Right? Uh, mm. So I have a lot of good friends, and they are still my friends, and that's something that I really take out from Shillong. Those, you know, beat my you know let's say uh, you know being uh, friendly with my college professors or batchmates or let's say uh, people are in the city as well right? so friends shillong is for me you will always be a special place for college <laughs> uh, what is the other question the last one and one place you recommend the current current batch to visit <laughs> okay there are bunch of places right uh, uh, one place i have to go to all the time for tea uh, because i love tea a lot uh, beyond <laughs> coffee uh, is yeah. munchies a very small uh, you know Like a almost like a coffee shack, right? In Limukra, go to Munchies number one. Okay. Go to Tripura Castle is fabulous. Go to Tripura Castle as well as go for lunches or dinners, and uh, what else? Uh, and there's cafe. Uh, what is the other one? Uh, Dillon's Cafe. Yeah, that's the third mm-hmm. one. I used to love Dillon's Cafe a lot. It's on the way to Tripura Castle uh, near uh, Saint Edmund School. Uh, yeah. So probably that that's the top three that for me, right? Uh, Munchies, <laughs> Tripura Castle, and Dillon's Cafe. Yeah. Okay. We surely try to visit there. Thank you so much for opening up to us, being real and sharing your journey, Mr. Roshan. We wish you all the best in life and hope we are able to carry on the legacy that you've created for the institute. Absolutely, pleasure is all mine. I think I am. I'm, I'm very clear, right? And what I am Shillong gave me is it's much more than I can ever repay back. So I'm really happy to kind of contribute back in any small way I can, and always look forward to having much more, you know, stellar founders and entrepreneurs come from the campus itself. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We look forward to having you on the campus. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Anupi. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Dear lovely audience, hope this chat left you with some thoughts on holding your ground when you're going against the wind, and with a wish to explore the beautiful northeast. 
we've come to an end of this episode and we'll be back with another lovely guest next week. Hope you have a lovely weekend. Stay tuned.